0: Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb. I am editor of the American Age, and you can find me through every channel related to the American Age, Facebook, Twitter, website, theamericanage.org. Um, and today I'm joined with by uh, Seth Rodney and Stephen Fulwood, as usual. Gentlemen. Hey. I am Seth Rodney. I am an editor at
1: Hyperallergic. And I teach a research methodologies course at Parsons, uh, part of the New School. You can find me at my website, sefrodney.com, or on Twitter as Seth Speaks, or on Instagram as Seth Sees. Yes. Thanks. Yes.
2: <laughs> and I am Stephen G. Fullwood. I'm the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and you can find us online at NomadicArchivistProject.com. You can find me personally on Twitter through my name, Stephen G. Fullwood, or on Facebook through my name, Stephen G. Foolwood, or through my IG as now get ready for this, the Lux, L U X experiment deluxe. I know. It's very long, but I love it. So this is how it's gonna be it if too. you wanna find me. <laughs> it has uh, meaning. Yeah. So, <laughs> when
0: when, Se- when Seth did his Seth speak Seth, I just had a, I had the image of little statues of Seth like one covering his eyes and the other covering his oh, ears yeah, I, was <laughs> I like that that's a good art project so, right? yeah. <laughs> um, so and this is to remind you that uh, what we do here is try and To practice a form of intellectual intimacy and we try and hear each other out and understand one another even if we don't uh, fully agree Uh, and we are speaking to each other from opposite coasts i'm on the west coast in orange and and the gentlemen are in new york so i'm quite jealous of that Mm. although maybe not quite jealous of the cold Mm -mm. yes Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so today we're talking about uh, secular hagiographies and hagiography is uh is kind of a uh, religious biography that recounts the miracles of, uh, of its protagonist, right? Whether it be Christ or the Buddha or whatever. Um, and I think probably the reason for talking about it is probably obvious given the death of the 41st president, uh, of the United States, George Herbert Walker Bush. Uh, and there uh, have been a number of stories out about him. Now, I proposed this topic. Uh, we decided on the topic yesterday. Um, and I, I'm actually – I have a couple of questions actually specifically for both of you mm-hmm. um, because I, I've i seen some of your social media around this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and I have an opposite take from at least what you both have represented on social media, um, and which I kind of like to just kind of walk through with you guys and see, you know, where the pushback is or helping me understand it a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I – in the In the obituaries that I have read of the former president, uh, New York Times, Washington post, Fox, CNN, Vox, um, maybe Slate I read, and then bits of others. Um, they do not seem hagiographic to me, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they seem generous, right? So they seem um, they seem kind as i would expect one to be kind about someone who had just died mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. A- as i would be kind to the person I- if i disliked intensely i would not feel the need to to spit venom at them
2: mm.
0: um the the tenor of the criticism that now this is not necessarily your uh, Seth, or your Stephen, but in general on on uh, in my Twitter feed because you know in my Twitter feed are people uh, whose politics I share, right? I mm-hmm. I don't share George Herbert Walker Bush's politics, <laughs> right? We we are we are not on the same page. Thank goodness. <laughs> so, but that does, uh, but but let me. Well, I don't want to go too far down. There, but okay. A lot of it seems to be around this idea of you know, kind of like when a white man dies, then people, you know, like toll the bells and cue the weeping and, you mm-hmm. know, all of the, you know, graciousness, let let graciousness reign. And we paper over all, you know, warmonger and this and mm-hmm. that and the other thing. So I've read a number of those. Most of them are historically inaccurate or or outright false about the administration. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't things to to criticize about Bush, and I'm actually happy to do that with both of you. Mm-hmm. But I don't see how it's helpful. I don't see how the other is helpful. Mm-hmm. I don't see how coloring a complex human being with such um, with such a simplified uh, portrait. Um, is helpful uh, for the country, for one another, for even like yourself, interpersonally, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to talk about the country. So anyway, so please, that's a lot of talking for me to enter the show. Which I well, you're
2: saying enjoy, the simplification so. is on those who feel as if he's not it's, being represented correctly, or that the people who are sort of being generous with their portrayal of him.
0: So I think, in fairness, that there is more nuance in the in the outlets obituaries of him than in the counter obituaries of him Mm -hmm. now i'm not saying that they themselves were not also generous i'm saying that's kind of what you do when someone dies like that's okay like yeah like if you if 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 my worst enemy died i would not go out of my way to celebrate and throw a jig over his his or her dead body like i wouldn't feel the need to recount all of the ways that the dead person wronged me. Now, give me a couple months, and I'm happy to revisit that I'm, you know, that this person's no longer on the earth. But, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he just died, like, just a few days ago. Okay, so, anyway, so I
1: know that, that Stephen is
2: chomping at a bit today so, so, <laughs> so please, Stephen,
1: do your thing, but I have shit to say. About I will that. definitely
2: do my thing, and I'll try to yep. make it as quickly as possible succinct. So, things. Yeah. So, Travis, what I wanted to say was that I'm, I'm sort of appreciative of all of it. I want to see all of it. I want the people who are going to paint the best picture. I'm there for the people Mm -hmm. who are going to, in my, on my take, kind of call him on what he did. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that the, um, I feel like the culture of civility is even heightened more because we live in Trump, Trump times. And Mm -hmm. therefore people are sort of, Even I read those. I read a variety of obituaries and think pieces, and I think that in the moment we're like, you know, this will seem to be a kinder man, but it's often in reflection of Trump, you know, and the environment that Mm -hmm. we're in at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think what exhausts me is that I want the. I feel like I'm getting a fuller picture when I have all sides, or you know, relatively all sides. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that. When someone dies. We'd bow our heads. Part of that bowing our heads, though, is whitewashing who they were. And those kinds of think pieces, I find I find not just problematic, but disrespectful. He died on World AIDS Day, <laughs> you know, and he didn't have a well, great... He didn't, he didn't plan that. He didn't plan it. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that he planned it. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm saying that I think that the criticisms of him... The insightful ones, the ones that aren't just venom, right? Because you said it earlier, and I was like, I saw some venom, but the ones that were just more critical and thoughtful, democracy now, and these other ones, they were thoughtful, they were engaging, and of course there was anger and frustration. But yeah, it's it's messy. I'm okay with all of it. I'm okay with all of it. But to gloss over some of the things that this man did, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. You know. And also earlier you said something about, you know, the sort of bang the drums, raise the flag for the white male. It's it's really, I hear what you're saying on, in some regards, but it, it happens in all communities where, you know, the person dies and everybody's at their funeral extolling the virtues of this person what have you without, mm-hmm. you know, complicating them. I'm okay for the mm-hmm. complications. I'm okay with the complications. Right. That's right. all.
0: Fair. Okay, okay, I hear that, I hear that.
1: So, a couple of things. One is, um, I think that, you both sort of have me at a disadvantage in that i haven't read i want to say catholicly um i haven't read <laughs> <laughs> i haven't read across the spectrum of responses to george herbert walker's bush's death mm-hmm. um, i do think that one of the problems with any sort of account of someone's life and this is the central problem of hagiographies hey, right is that they're one-sided, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't mm-hmm. give you a full picture. So I think intellectually, Travis, one of the things that you're arguing is that we need a full picture, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, anything, sure. anything that Absolutely. is venomous or one-sided, uh, mean-spirited, uh, right. doesn't really help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I want to suggest that there's a couple of things that uh, there's a couple of things that we're at odds. At. I think one is, there's this, this, essentially this collective effort to publicly mourn someone, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that that's going on with uh, Bush's death. But the other thing that's happening, which runs alongside, and is also a collective action, but it is not quite the same thing, is people uh, want to take him to account, right? So I think that these things kind of overlap, and they, and they use the same sort of mechanisms, i.e. publicly uh related publicly published pieces think pieces mm-hmm. uh historical accounts of the man of his presidency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so i think that what what happens is those two you kind know, of efforts get conflated and i think what you're trying to do travis essentially with the question you're asking is tease out the differences so i do want to say about public mourning that there should be a space i think in public mourning for calling some people to some extent to task, like you should be able to say at someone's funeral, at least no, not should no. There's a tyranny in that. No, mm. what I want to say is I would like to be able to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at my own father's funeral, for example, mm-hmm. that my father did this and my father did that. My father always loved being in church. He always loved the the, the people who he, he went to church with. He loved the fellowship, but he was also a really shitty father. -hmm. Yeah, right. I want to be able to have the space to do that. And in fact, I just went to my um, library and I picked up this the um, this book, which is the short stories of collected stories of John Cheever. John Cheever. Oh, Cheever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a story, "Goodbye, My Brother." In it, he says there's a passage where he talks about wanting to basically come to terms with his brother in a way. That um, revolves around like his imagined funeral. And I have to find it, but I'll, I'll find it and I'll come back to that. But I want to, I, I do want to just make that point that I think we're at what, where we end up being at odds is we are doing, I think some people are engaged in, in two very different um, collective actions. Mm-hmm. And I think that they get confused.
2: Mm. And I think rightly so, because we're not all on one page with these things, for sure. We're also generations of generations of generations living and right. we all have different perspectives and, you know, there's the race dynamic, the gender dynamic, all of it. And so mm. I'd, I'd like, I'd like um, I'm not trying to sound like you both, but I like this conversation <laughs> for the nuance that we're trying to tease out of here. I do. So what I wanted to say, though, in relationship to what you're saying, Travis, I mean, um, Seth, is that there should be a space for it. So there's a show called Bojack Horseman. It's an animated Mm -hmm. show on Netflix. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: He delivers, I think, I want to say about 25-minute eulogy about his mother. Wow. And it's kind of amazing because it offers all these things that we're talking about where he just Mm – because he had a contentious relationship with his mother – Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is that he got it all in, kind of. And at one point, you know, and, and the joke at the end is, oh, he's at the wrong service. <laughs> but I'd, I'd recommend listeners and you both to, to take, take that in. It's really powerful and thoughtful. It's all the things people probably want to say, but feel held to a standard that I, that I think should always be troubled. Right. Always. Always okay. be troubled.
0: So I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this exactly because I don't, I only have the shape of it based on, on the two things that you said. I I don't know that I I can precisely locate it, mm-hmm. but, but let me try. So one of the, one of the issues that I have with that, with the analogy is that, mm-hmm. uh, Seth, you were directly wronged by your father. Like you You were in direct contact with his thoughtlessness and selfishness mm-hmm. and no one in this conversation nor anyone who has lived any length of time in the world um has is without people that have wronged them mm-hmm. uh and i I do believe that there are constituencies that were harmed by the Bush presidency, and there are constituencies that were harmed by kind of up-the-middle Republican politics of, as, as there are constituencies who are harmed by Democratic politics and constituencies that are harmed by uh, liberal agendas, right? there, there is, there is no win-win scenario in a country of 350 million people. Mm-hmm. I don't mean it's win-lose, but I do mean that someone has to pay the bill always right that just is just is a a basic uh matter of kind of in a finite world right so and this is getting away from me a little bit okay but my point is this the pieces that i have read that were from major outlets that were critical of bush and critical of what they would care i think it's accurate for me to characterize as the hagiographies of him Mm -hmm. were were fairly ill informed uh, and mm-hmm. and listed things that are far more complicated than than they represent them to be mm-hmm. now i'm i'm not saying i'm not saying that that means that they don't have legitimate grievances what I'm saying is that w- what Bush is functioning as for that community is a sacrificial lamb for their to, for for them to vent whatever wrongs they feel in life. And hmm. shouldn't we, haven't we, can't we move past that? Why why do we need sacrificial lambs still? Like I don't need hmm. I don't I don't need a sacrificial lamb. Like I don't I don't need Rush Limbaugh to be eviscerated on a table, right? I don't, or, you know, etherized upon the table. I was actually trying to do a little love song of jail for Proofrock. Rock. There, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I don't, and I would make an argument that, and, and other people do. I get that. But as a country, mm-hmm. as, as intellectuals, as, as thought leaders, as elites, mm-hmm. which we all are uh, like, you're you, elite. I'm not elite. You, you, Stephen. <laughs> yes, you are. Absolutely. You're sitting in front of a Mac computer right now. I'll allow, <laughs> I will o- allow cl- you your language, <laughs> at <one> sir. O- <laughs> uh, 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 at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, These are choices we are I made, all elites. We are elites. Now, we aren't, uh, we aren't patrician elites the way Bush <laughs> is. Uh-huh. That's a whole other... Echelons. Yes, oh, that's right. Just a yeah. whole other place. Yeah, that's. But but we are elites.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Let me let me let me get back to the Please. point that Travis yeah. is making. <laughs> um, if I may, Stephen. Um, sure. I think what you're saying is valid to a great extent. But let me let's get down to brass tacks. Let's put some mm-hmm. specifics on in play. Mm-hmm. The piece that I read in the Nation, and I just read this before we started the podcast. Uh, again, this is I don't have a sort of. A wide-ranging understanding of the pieces that have been written about him. But mm-hmm. here, it makes very good points, I think, and very valid points. And here are the things that that the nation uh, – And let me be specific here. John Wiener spoke with Harold Meyerson, the executive editor of the American Prospect, and mm. he asked him – uh, the standard approach with George H.W. Bush is to start off with the good things he did and then mention that there were a few exceptions. We'd like to do it the other way around. What would you say is the worst thing George Bush 41 did as president? So he – Meyerson there goes on to list three things. And, I, and okay. here, here they are. His mode of getting elected, the despicable Willie Horton ad, where he basically basically accused Michael Dukakis of allowing – a convicted mm-hmm. black rapist out to rape again, right? Yeah. Despicable, mm-hmm. disgusting. And it actually started the that that kind of slide towards using white fear, white heterosexual, um, middle of the um uh, that
0: started under Nixon. Okay, okay. It Nixon. No, no, during enough, slavery. Bye,
1: bye. But, <laughs> uh, but they weaponized uh, it. You but know what? Uh, you know
0: what? I, I, fair enough. I, St- Stephen's point is absolutely right. Okay, That's right. All right no, let me, let me it's go on. Foundational to the country. Right. I'm
1: sorry. Go ahead. Absolutely. Let me go on. Nominating Clarence Thomas for the Supreme Court, and pardoning many of the Iron Contra conspirators in order to block investigation of his own breaking the law. And I'm quoting. Um, my, um, rather, um, I'm quoting Wiener here in the piece from the nation. So those things, it seems to me are really valid and really damning.
0: Uh, okay. So I, I, I want Steven to be able to say something cause I, I do have a response. Oh no, please
2: sequence, do the response. But... Cause I,
0: I have, yeah, I'm still thinking okay. about something. Okay. Thank you. So, okay. So the Willie Horton at where I live is unforgivable right where i I mean where I live intellectually, mm-hmm. emotionally mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. in in my space, in my corner of the world, that is unforgivable right. in a corner of the world in which you are trying to win elections, black voters are not black voters, black voters are Democrats mm-hmm. and so, as a constituency, it is a strategic position to take. if black voters were Republican voters, you can believe that they would be doing all kinds of other bullshit racial uh uh wedges to try and to muster the vote so uh, again for me Mm -hmm. that is an unforgivable position i could not i could not sanction that given the history of race in this country which steven uh i i appreciate him reminding us of this is this is the common thread in american history is forging a white identity against uh, the black body that is like baseline. That is, that is what we've done for since the beginning. So, um, so for me, but again, in the sort of the backroom power play of, I want to get this person elected. This is a strategic networking choice, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So you're saying it's not necessarily a moral or ethical one. That's correct for some of these people. Now we judge that morally and ethically, Mm -hmm. right? Because so that's, that's one, two, um uh oh wait what was so, Claren- Claren- clarence was a- thomas and um iron contra okay so mm-hmm. uh, clarence thomas was uh, so again you know not <laughs> not where i live right mm-hmm. but he, he replaced Thurgood Marshall, right? So he was another black justice on the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. And Clarence, ta- and, and, yeah, and Cla- exactly. right, right. Okay, so, okay, but this is, okay, so look what you both just did. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You disowned his blackness because he is too yes. politically. To the- <laughs> yes. Okay, so, but. <laughs> right, but, absolutely. But I, okay, but, but by doing that, uh-huh. by doing that, you are exercising a kind of racial tyranny. You racial are tyranny, literally doing racial essentialism. Right you can just lay it on out. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So, okay, <laughs> right. So, okay. So, okay. Because if black that, is a
1: political category.
0: Okay, yes. So, and, and I am invested in undoing that because, so, Stephen, if you're going to be glib about it, mm-hmm. I will be glib in return, which I actually appreciate because <laughs> I think it makes a more interesting conversation. <laughs> um, but you will lose that fight. You lose it. Mm. That is a losing mm. strategy. That is a losing historical move. It's based on a foundational lie. Oh, no, you're right about I these. Will, and I absolutely will not countenance
2: it. No, I definitely. You haven't countenance for myself, it several times. For
0: myself. For myself. In past conversations,
2: for completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. And I still hold that stance. But I dis- actually, what I disagree with that is a losing space. Mm. What I'm trying to do with mm. it is to tease it out. Because on one but side, but you can't because well, it started no, no, no. with a lie. No, it's... it started with a lie. Because What's we're lie talking Travis? about What's the ways the in which black folks... the
0: lie is that there is anything essential about our, about race that there is anything that is essential in shaping our identity. No, there's a cultural, there's a cultural experience. There is a complete uh, cultural experience, and yes, there based is an... on a lie that was foisted upon. An entire continent of humans to justify Mm -hmm. the accumulation of wealth and military aggression. Like, how, where are you gonna, where in the chain are you gonna make that an okay thing? Like, it has to, it has to, it it was (laughs) intentional. Yes, that was intentional. Uh Where, where, you have to go back to the first manacle and you have to undo it. Mm. It can't you. You are still t- not you. I'm, I'm using the you. In oh, I, in got this. Second oh person. I got Second yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> one is using it. You can't win that game. Mm. You're always chained if you're trying to play that game. OK,
1: so here's the thing. Mm. I think we this is a tangent that will take us down. A very long and winding road. So I think we <laughs> it's a future episode because I'm, I'm right. getting I'm I'm, I'm right. putting together all
0: episode. the arguments. <laughs> yes, So no, it's another ha- episode. hagiography. So 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 let's let's, let's <laughs> that's what we we're talking about. Okay, so, let, if I may,
1: let's let's pull it back. Please, let's just kind of run roughshod over that point and get to the Iran-Contra thing. So what's your hmm. answer to that?
0: So my answer to that is uh, just run-of-the-mill political venality. Like Mm. you, you know, like this, these are my people. And you know we were we were on the same team, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not defending any of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not defending it. Like I think, I, you like, know, we right? don't think. Gone in it to yeah. jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So, uh, well, I, but you guys may not, but people that listen to us may be like, <laughs> you don't do their thinking for them, Travis. You put your facts out your, and then let them think. Respect right. your right. listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thank, I appreciate that. Thank you uh, for the reminder. So, that, so that's that's how I read that. That's just like hmm. that's my team. Right? So that's his team. That's his. These are the people that were, they thought, you know, whatever they thought they were doing, wherever he was at. And I've read mm-hmm. accounts that he was kind of on the periphery of that decision making, mm. not completely out of the loop. But no, no, under Reagan. I'm, I'm talking about okay. uh, the, oh, the, uh, the original actual, thing. Okay. Yeah. The original Iran Contra. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, it was, he was sort of on the periphery of, those, of that dis- kind of decision making. Okay. So essentially, if I can cut to the chase, you're saying, Travis,
1: there's nothing about any of those things that indicate that H.W. Bush was just an evil person. Correct. Yeah, right. that's all. Right.
0: Okay, yeah. fine enough. Just a, just a run-of-the-mill rich dude.
1: Who that, happened like, to be a dick with his policies. But does that make, uh, make
2: the, but not the offenses he had were any policy. less there were lethal? Other policies. Does that make anything, is that thinking making anything less lethal or impactful or any of this stuff? You've done some great job thinking, thinking about it. Great. Whether you're evil or not, it's it's, so there's another quote from host, another quote I want to make from Bojack Horseman, a reference mm-hmm. to rather. And that is one of the characters <laughs> she did a podcast Diane. on Bojack That's Horseman. It's an amazing show. It's really mm-hmm. dark. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the, um, the journalists, her name is Diane. Diane's, when she's asked by Bojack, do you think I'm a good person? And she goes, mm. all I think, I don't really believe I think deep down in anything. I think what you do is what you are. And I think I do have it wrong, but I, that's, a, that's the essence of it. Mm-hmm. And I, so I've been thinking about, it doesn't matter if you meant to hurt me or not. I was hurt or I was impacted mm-hmm. or vice versa. If I hurt you, mm. you're hurt. My rationale for hurting you <laughs> is mm. almost superfluous in a way. Mm. Do you know? So, so I, I do. So what, which policies that Bush pursued hurt you? Oh no! He took away a lot of. Had he acted eat quicker on AIDS, absolutely, he could have done better. He actually he narrowed it down to a behavior thing, and that's I what remember. he actually said. That so. So okay, these are friends of mine who died. Mm. Had he had he specifically been more of a thought leader, a little bit more? Mm. Had he been had more actionable than sort of like let the people sort it out kind of thing? I think we could have come to some something a little quicker you know okay it, so so that that would be your it's a
0: perfect example. no no this is this is a valid i i know exactly the moment you're talking about mm-hmm. i i read that moment slightly differently I don't read his decision any differently than you do, I don't think. Uh, but I th- again, I would then come back to the sacrificial lamb because like the entire country was culpable in how it
2: dealt with the age crisis. Yeah. Not he is a Herbert leader, but that's the difference. The difference okay, is that he so- is the president. That is completely different to me. But okay, so then, so if he's not then, funding AIDS organizations, if he's not funding, they were though. The reason, that's not actually, were, but that's actually not no, true. They, they were funding right.
0: AIDS research. They did infuse AIDS research during his presidency. He, it, but, it's called so, but, more. But let me, let mm-hmm. I want to give you a chance to respond, but let, mm-hmm. let me just because I do think that there's a, a point that I want to make in there. Okay. But now you are making the point that manners and decorum and social positioning matters just as much or more than policy. It feels to me like that's-, that's I think one I'm informs making.
2: the other, the manners- the And, matters, and I, do you know? that, yeah. I do think
0: that, I do think that, but a very common, not not to attribute it to you, because I don't you don't make this move in our conversations, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't even remember a specific time, so you may have at some point, but I don't ever remember you doing it, mm-hmm. which is that, It Oh, it manners don't matter. Right. It doesn't matter that Trump is acting this way in public. It's it's really like all of that's irrelevant. Right. What what actually matters are just policies, not actually how he conducts himself. Mm. I don't actually feel like that's true. I actually think it really does matter. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think it actually really does matter what the policies are. So you gave a specific example, though, of where a where his lack of urgency, Mm -hmm. let's call it that, because I think that's fair. His lack of urgency directly impacted people. And his dismissal.
2: No, not just his lack of urgency. It's dismissal. It's on the people to do this. But what are they to do it with in terms of education, in terms of all kinds of things that sort of affected and allowed the AIDS epidemic to grow? We needed leadership. We always need leadership to kind of give us. Well, actually, you know what? I'm arguing against myself. I Don't know. always need leadership. I no, no, I sort of <laughs> can't feel like... do that. Can't do that. I'll say that <laughs> the funding agencies that you're talking about, some of them were funded, a lot of them weren't, or they were competing for those funds. So uh, it's not that simple. Underst- there should have been it, way it, more, much more money. Yeah,
0: my understanding is where they really fell down was not necessarily in medical research, but was in community. Funding community uh, education mm-hmm. uh, and and initiatives to like try and essentially move people's sexual choices. I mean, that's what we're talking about. You, trying to you need to fuck with condoms. I mean, well, that's the thing really is
2: though heterosexuals or I mean, <laughs> dying, and that's that's another thing about it. AIDS. It's just re- find that AIDS oh, was a gay condoms. disease. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I, I you know, know, that's
0: nonsense. Yeah, that's not. Of it's course, it's nonsense. nonsense. So it's it stupid, cannot
2: yeah. be. So earlier, I wanted to say but this again, to it. But again,
0: we are all guilty. We were all the country was guilty of that, not just him. I, so I'm sorry, but I, no, no, no. I please, appreciate please, please the um,
2: the nuance in terms of other people. I mean, it, but again, there are specific blames, and then there are just ignorant people, and then there are you know there are all mm. these different um, sort of aspects of it. I want to add this mm. though. I feel like not by not being able to tell a particular. Story or being or being told that what you have to say you should say it at a particular time. Wait till the person's buried two or three months later. Come out with what you're saying, and no one said that in this conversation. But I've actually um been thinking about this. You're not allowed to spill ill the dead, but what, wouldn't it be better and different if we if we um spoke all of the dead? Mm-hmm. And I'm playing with the all and the ill because I want I'm just asking for more accountability in the people that claim to have been have. Who are leaders. Mm-hmm. Or do hold them to a higher standard. Absolutely.
1: Or better yet, in that moment of public mourning, holding to account the people who claim to know the deceased. So here's the passage from John Cheever mm-hmm. that I found. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It, and it's the moment when the brothers, two of the brothers uh, get into a physical altercation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just read the whole uh, paragraph. Okay. And then I picked up a route. And coming at his back, although I have never hit a man from the back before, I swung the root, heavy with sea water, behind me. And the momentum sped my arm, and I gave him, my brother, a blow on the head that forced him to his knees on the sand. And I saw the blood come out and begin to darken his hair. Then I wished that he was dead. Dead and about to be buried. Not buried but about to be buried, because I did not want to be denied ceremony and decorum in putting him away and putting him out of my consciousness. And I saw the rest of us, Chatty and Mother and Diana and Helen, in mourning in the house on Belvedere Street that was torn down 20 years ago, greeting our guests and our relatives at the door and answering their mannerly condolences with mannerly grief. Nothing decorous was lacking so that even if he had been murdered on a beach, one would feel before the tiresome ceremony ended that he had come into the winter of his life and that it was a law of nature and a beautiful one that Tifty should be buried in that cold, cold ground.
0: What the story was that from, sir? Uh, Goodbye, My Brother
1: by John Cheever.
2: Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, great reference. Um, Uh, for the conversation it's perfect you got right in between me and travis so that was great (laughs) (laughs) well
1: i love the fact that we got to a place in our conversation where we have real disagreements and we haven't resolved them and that's good i mean that's that's Mm -hmm. that's lived life that's intellectual intimacy right like sometimes you get to a place where we we understand each other and we understand that we're not quite on the same page and that's okay Mm -hmm.
2: yeah well that's where the learning could start and, Night. you know, and it could be, you know, I, I like being challenged mm, and I too. want an entire episode dedicated <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to um, a few things that we've talked about today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like you said, Travis, I don't need a sacrificial lamb, mm. but we talked about violence in our past, you know, episodes sure. around. Okay. Yeah. The, um, is it possible to live in that kind of world? And me and my hippie self say, yeah, a little uh, LSD. Some chilling, (laughs) hang out, what have you. (laughs) But people feel differently than me. (laughs) And I'm still working through this idea of peace. And what does that look Mm -hmm. like? And a race dynamic that's not artificial. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: I would say a race dynamic that is just not. It doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's how I feel about it. But, I mean I understand well, how about, that, that's the white my people. Sorry, <laughs> that's my naivete. I mm. and I I actually own that. I don't. I, I you know if if I if you put enough drinks in me, I probably would say I don't know that the United States can can make it to the other side of that story. I don't as as a culture. Mm-hmm. I. I worry in, in, my, in my, my darkest, most honest moments, right? Because mm-hmm. I have some hopeful, honest moments, but that you can't conceive of the country without that kind of racial parsing. Uh, but I'll continue to work against that.
2: I think so. I'll just say that when I think you should talk to kids who are running around and not thinking about this kind of stuff, because <laughs> yeah. they can't imagine it because they're just in it. It's when we put it on them and we're constantly saying that this person's different and you're different from that person. Yeah. But I do think yeah. that it's more I I'm I do live in possibility. To so let's get all new agey. I do live in possibility. I think our yeah. imaginations aren't that great, you know, mm. when it comes to not living in a racialized society. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and and with that.
2: Yeah. You know, I was going to actually, no, we're,
0: we're, we're run, we've run over. So, uh, (laughs) Seth, you, you were, you were such a good referee this episode. (laughs) Do you want to say anything in close? I actually would appreciate giving you the last word.
1: Well, I just, I want to go back to that, that story and that bit by John Cheever. And I want to say that there's something really beautiful about, um, the kind of ceremonial attention that we give to someone, to a human being who has passed along. I think that there's a kind of persistent mystery about what happens to us when we die. And -hmm. I think that's part of the reason that we tend to treat this moment gingerly uh, Mm. or tenderly because Mm, we really aren't sure what happens to us, where the soul or spirit or the ineffable part of us goes. And so we want to be careful about that.
0: And that's That's that's
1: something I, I do appreciate.
2: Yeah. Ceremony. Beautiful.
0: Um, all right. Well, I'm going to let Seth close on that thoughtful and beautiful note. Uh, Stephen, Seth, thank you very much for the conversation. Indeed. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon.